Welcome to episode 59 of the Grappling Discourse podcast. Today, I want to give you guys a guide to how to train while you're injured. This is very delicate. And obviously, in grappling and MMA, injuries happen. We've all been injured. If you've been training longer than a year, you've been injured at some point. And again, it's a really delicate because you want to make sure that you're healing and getting better while also getting better at your art. And I think if you're the type of guy that's going to sit out a month for a broken finger, you're going to have a really, really, really long path to black belt. Now, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're being stupid. Um, I mean, you're being really smart sitting out. Like anytime you get an injury and sit out, like I commend you, like awesome. You're going to fully heal. You'll be back on the mats. But at the same time, I think you're also missing out on a huge part of grappling and a huge part of training. And a lot of the best gains I see from students and also that have happened in my own game have come when I'm injured because it causes you to think differently. And it's easy to go, okay, I'm going to roll with one arm for a week. But you quickly get bored of that. And you don't really get the full scope of it and the full benefits until you've done it for three months, like after a shoulder surgery or six months, you know, and then after you've done it six months, you really realize when you get your second arm back, you go, oh my God, I have gotten so much better. So you've just gotten injured. What do you do? Well, the first thing you have to look at is the mental side. How bad is the injury? Can you train through it? Can you mentally train through it? And that's really important for some of us. Some guys, they can just go out there, give me some tape. I'll tape it up or just give me a knee brace. I'm good. And then myself, I honestly, if it's a knee or shoulder, I need reassurance. I need to know. So I tweaked my knee um, a month and a half ago, and I just had to go to the doctor. I had to have that peace of mind that it wasn't my ACL. He told me it wasn't my ACL. I said that was perfect and it was amazing. All of a sudden, I could go back to training. It was funny. Like The pain didn't bother me as much, and it's definitely gotten much, much better. Just having that peace of mind that it was an MCL sprain, and I was going to be fine. And that's important. You, know, you have to look at the mental side because if you're going to be panicking, if you're going to be anxious about it, it's not worth it. Just go to the doctor and find out. If you can't lay on the mat, so if it's something like a lower back, um, I'm actually dealing with a slight groin pull right now. That's been actually way worse than the knee injury. The groin pull has been very, very, very difficult to train around. But if it's something, the closer it gets to the core, whether it's your abdominals, your ribs, your back, um, anything spine-related, neck, that's where you're also going to have to look at like, you know, what can you do? Are you going to be able to train through this? Are you going to be smart? Because when you, after you get past the mental side and you've kind of decided, okay, I'm going to train. I'm going to, I'm going to get better through this time. Don't care. Don't care what the injury is. I'm going to get better. The next question you have to ask yourself is how are you going to train? And when you look at the injury, you know, obviously if you've got a really bad leg injury, you know, you're not going to be doing standing passing. And so for me, obviously the least intensive like you can get better doing solo drills like what solo drills can you do drills with bob i call the dummy or grappling dummy bob so just drills with bob those are huge in my game i drill with bob multiple times a week usually three or four times a week i'll do a lot of drilling a good hour drilling on bob trying to perfect movements or different patterns 
And honestly, you know, if you have a broken hand, like you can drill on Bob. You can come to class and just take Bob to the side and drill on him. Anytime you add a partner, you're adding a little more risk. And so obviously the higher the level of partner, the less the risk, but there's still that risk. And so can you do partner drills? Can you do some type of light situational work? The more you can limit the submissions when you're working with your partner, generally you can control the intensity. I always find that when you add, hey man, let's just roll light and you don't put any parameters, guys are going to ramp it up, especially once a submission happens. It's funny. It's just like boxing. If you're sparring with a guy, I always found when I was doing it, one of the things I hated about it is if I got punched, I would go a little harder. And then when I punched him back, he would go a little bit harder. And then you end up on almost a full fight. <laughs> Same thing with grappling. You know, do you need to stick with just really like, hey, you know, can you just give me some light pressure? Don't try and submit me for mount. Let me just try and hold me a mount with just your legs. I want to try and work on my, you know, I want to try and work on my elbow escape. Okay. But rolling is always going to be the most beneficial. In any scenario, you're going to get your best work done from rolling. And again, there's also the most risk when you go, hey, I'm just going to roll. I'm going to roll with this elbow injury, this hand injury, whatever it is. There's a lot of risk involved. And so once you've decided you're going to roll, so that goes back to the mental side of things. Like going into the gym and preparing, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get better through this injury. That's the first step. You know, you can come back and drill, take class, whatever. But when you mentally decide you're going to roll, that's a whole other animal. And there's a couple of different strategies you can take. Depending on the injury, you can try and hide the injury. If it's something major like a shoulder, like you just, your shoulder, you know, I was coming back from shoulder surgery, so I just hid my arm. So any of you guys out there with shoulder problems or elbow problems, highly, highly recommend wearing a t-shirt and just tucking one arm in. The rash guard I find, especially long sleeve rash guard, you can do it with a short sleeve rash guard, but I actually find a t-shirt works better. There's more room for your arm in there. And so I'll wear like a little bit bigger of a t-shirt and hide my arm in there. Or even a sweatshirt, something where I can like, you know, I'll pull the sleeve in and I'll hold the, the, um, the sleeve, you know, as a grip underneath my clothing. And that keeps it in that tight 90 degrees. You want that elbow staying in line of your rib. The more and the farther your hand starts to come out, you're starting to look at possibly injuring yourself. So that's been great. And again, I did that right after, or I should say, I started doing that three months after shoulder surgery. And a couple of other guys here have done that. And they have seen phenomenal results from it. Some of the best training, some of the best discoveries happened when I was training with one arm. If you're training with an ACL injury, I've seen people tie their legs together with their belts and train. Seriously, I've seen it. And I've seen guys get through it, full recovery, didn't re-injure it. But again, you're taking risk. And so I'm not saying, hey, you know, like you talk to a doctor. If you're not comfortable taking that risk, don't do it. But you can get better through in, any injury, I think. The core injury is going to be the toughest. If you've got a really bad herniated disc or a really bad neck injury or a rib, because I'm even finding the groin's actually a little bit, it's like way more tough than a knee injury, I'm finding. Like the groin's really tough. It's definitely limiting my mobility. It's limiting the things I can do. I basically don't have a guard right now. It's really, really tough. I don't have a like hooks on the back. There's a lot of things I can't do. And so just got to find out what you can do. If you need to hide something, again, there's a way to hide it. 
You can hide your knee by tying your legs together. And if somebody tries to leg lock you when you have your legs tied together, you need to find a new training partner. (laughs) So after you've hidden it, you're going to be a lot safer. If you decide not to hide it, let's say it's just something like a broken finger. You're like, okay, I'm going to tape my finger together to another finger and I'm just going to roll. Or, oh man, I sprained my ankle or I kind of tweaked my elbow. It's not bad enough to hide it, but you know, definitely there's some risk involved with me rolling tonight. Well, you can go the honest route and try and find a few training partners that you really trust. Again, don't just go up to everyone because if you go up to everyone, you might as well not tell anybody because if you go up to a random guy, when he starts hard rolling, I've had so many people, even when I had my arm hidden in my t-shirt, people would try and pull it out. A couple of people tried to pull it out and I just looked at him and go, dude, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, I forgot. And I'm like, my arm is literally hidden inside my t-shirt. And so for me, if I'm going to go that honest route, like, okay, I need to, you know, communicate that I've got this injury, then I'm only going to roll with a couple of people. I'm not going to roll with everyone. And that's what I'm doing right now with my groin injury. My groin injury, I'm being very honest with a couple of training partners, very small. I really like rolling with females when I'm injured. The technical rolling that they provide is just always amazing. Always, always amazing. Love training with my women training partners, female training partners, I should say. And yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Just, ah, can you not avoid a leg lock here? Avoid doing that. And I'm good. That's, you know, and then the injury is going to come down to me. If I try and play butterfly guard or an aggressive guard, then I'm an idiot. I'm going to hurt my own groin. (laughs) If I feel like it's something that, okay, I can train around, like I can train with everybody, then I don't even say anything. Because I'm just going to get pissed off when I tell a guy. We've all been there before, right? Ah, my neck's a little tweaked. You know how many times? I remember one time I was getting ready for a super fight, a big super fight against a guy, um, a pretty well-known guy. And I'd hurt my neck. I actually had a broken foot at the time, and I'd hurt my neck a day after I had accepted the fight. The fight was four weeks away. So I was going to do a four-week training camp with a broken foot, and then I hurt my neck the first day of training camp. And I remember telling people, because like, man, I got to get training in, you know, and people are like, hey, man, just like, I've got a hurt neck right now. And I remember I would like kind of take a week and then I'd roll kind of hard and somebody never failed. Somebody would grab a guillotine and then I'd feel my neck just make that little pop noise and it'd be back to being super sore. And I was so mad. I was so frustrated. I'm like, dude, I told you, I told you, I told you. And so now I just recognize that if it's something that I'm telling people that, hey, watch out for this, watch out for this, then I'm just going to limit who I roll with. Because again, if I'm telling you, I know, I'm telling you guys, you could tell everyone in your gym, hey man, I just had knee surgery. Somebody, when you're in the middle of rolling, is going to go for a heel hook on you. It's just going to happen. You know, and so that's why it's really important to again stick, either hide it and roll with everybody. You're like, hey, talk to I talked to my orthopedic, my orthopedic doctor when I was gonna go back and roll with one arm. And I just made sure I showed him exactly what I was gonna do. And I said, So you're telling me I can't re injure it here? He said, No, there's no I would he's like, There's no way you'll re injure it. So that gave me the confidence to go do it, and I rolled with everyone. And I rolled pretty hard with everyone. But If you're not hiding it and you're going out there just, okay, man, can you not grab it? People are going to grab it. It's just their natural instincts. They're not thinking. They're not being consistent. I don't know what it is, all right? But you're just, I get get super pissed, and then I want to kill somebody. So I just go, ah, if I'm telling people I'm sticking to two or three, if I'm, you know, just out there rolling, I need to tap when I need to tap, and 
you know, that's that. Okay. And so I also like that route. And I think that's really a very highly advanced, like you need to be an advanced player. You don't need to be a blue belt going, okay, I've got this injury. I'm just going to go out there and roll and like, I'll, I'll try and protect it because you can't, especially if you're training with purple and brown, like if a purple belt wants to grab your head, he's probably going to grab your head. Okay. And so that's when you really need to voice it. But when you start to get to black belt, you can really hide things. Like you understand how to put yourself in situations to protect certain injuries or protect, you know, hey, I don't want my foot being grabbed. Well, you understand you can roll with the blue and purple belt and protect yourself. But if you start to roll with another black belt and you don't let them know, you're taking a big, big risk. So I hope that helps, guys. Again, the mental side of it's very important. Make sure that you're comfortable and you're not just being anxious for you know two months like trying to train on something if you need to go see a doctor go see him but if you've decided to train there's a lot of different ways to get better and i think if you take the advice that i give you'll find man i destroyed my ucl that's what i did destroyed my elbow that's the the ligament that connects um it's in your elbow tommy john surgery tore at 75 percent and I rolled with one arm for a couple of months. And then I wore a brace for a couple of months. And now my elbow's fine. And I got so many good just techniques from that time. Just I had to adjust my game. It forces you to adjust your game. Oh, my favorite thing in the world is a heel hook. Well, it's really tough to do a one-handed heel hook. You'll find that you just go, ah, it's not the most efficient and you'll really start looking at north-south chokes. You'll, your scapes will get better. There's so many ways you'll get better. you go, oh, I didn't realize I was using so much strength there. I, I didn't realize that, man, I'm really one-dimensional or two-dimensional. Like without this hand, I have to do blank. And then when you get your hand back or your leg back or, you know, you get better, you know, your elbow, whatever it is, I'm telling you, it feels like a cheat code. It feels like you've just leveled up three or four. So all that frustration really pays off. Now you're back to feeling healthy and your jiu-jitsu is leveled up two or three, two or three levels easy. Be safe, guys. The biggest caution, if you're feeling pain when you're rolling, stop. <laughs> you should be any of these, like when I was rolling with one arm, and hiding it, I didn't feel pain in my shoulder. So it wasn't something I was like, man, I was just gritting through the pain. Like pain is an indication of stop. Your body's telling you, hey, you're, you know, you need to stop. <laughs> and so, you know, you can take it to a point, and there's times like right now with my groin where during the middle of a roll, like if I roll for 20 minutes, I might feel it three or four times. And it just is a big indicator, okay, don't do that movement. Don't do that movement. Don't put yourself in that situation. But I'm not feeling pain the whole time I'm rolling. If you're feeling pain the whole time you're rolling, then yeah, you need to take some time off. Until next time, guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Have a great rest of the week and keep training. Find a way to get better.